Welcome to the Confederate Union Podcast, the podcast where a Southerner and a Midwesterner come together to explore what makes them unique. Hey guys, I'm Leanne, a proud Midwesterner from the heartland, specifically Illinois. I love campfires, fall, and friendly neighbors. And hey y'all, I'm Tim, a Southern gentleman with a passion for sweet tea, hospitality, and the slow pace of life. Join Tim and Leanne as they dive into topics like food, traditions, accents, and everything in between. Each episode, they'll share their personal experiences and maybe a guest or two. We'll celebrate our differences, challenge stereotypes, and find common ground in the most unexpected places. So whether you're a Southerner, Midwesterner, or just curious about the unique cultures of these regions, this podcast is for you. Get ready for a fun, lighthearted exploration of differences that will leave you with a smile on your face and a deeper understanding of our diverse world. So grab your headphones, tune in, and let's embark on this exciting journey together. together. Now streaming on your favorite podcast platform. Hello. Is this on? Excellent. Welcome to Take 5 with Tim. I'm your host, Tim Cantrell. On my podcast, it's unscripted. Well, except for this intro. Each week, we're going to dive into current events and anything else that comes up. What do you think? Want to talk? Hit me up. Reach out. Until then, be safe. Have fun. And enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Take 5 with Tim. I am your host, Tim Kendrell. It's good to have you back with me. Hopefully you're back with me and you've been following along in this new four-part series or four-volume series, I should say. Um, we've got one so far. This is number two. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, my passion for podcasting and also some behind the mic rituals that uh, I do. There's not many of those, but uh, I thought it would be a good idea to kind of address some of the things that I do to, you know, kind of get ready for a show. I'm sure you're probably thinking, well, you just did a podcasting 101 episode, Tim. Why are you talking about podcasting again? Well, the Podcasting 101 episode primarily consisted of more of a guide for someone who may not have ever done a podcast and may be interested. I tried to go step by step on, you know, what you would need, tips, tricks, tools, things of that nature, whereas this is just more about why I enjoy it, what I gain from it, how it motivates me each week to uh, kind of step out of my comfort zone a little bit and do something that is still kind of new to me. I've only been doing it for not even a full year, I don't think. But uh, nonetheless, it is certainly something that I wanted to share with you. So I hope you will indulge me long enough to do that today. But today we're going to be diving into a topic that is close to my heart, and that is my passion for podcasting. I'm going to be peeling back the layers and immersing myself in the passion that drives me into the captivating world of podcasting. In the hustle and bustle of entrepreneurship, we sometimes overlook the human side of our journey. 
And as entrepreneurs, we're often seen as the drivers of businesses. But what truly fuels our journey is the power of connection. Well, podcasting for me is a medium that allows me to connect with my audience on a deeper, more personal level. It's kind of a conduit to forge genuine connections, if you will. It's like having a conversation, sharing stories, and building a community that goes beyond transactions. As entrepreneurs, we wear multiple hats, but behind every business decision, there's a person. Podcasting allows us to bridge that gap, to break down the walls between us and our audience. It's not just about selling a product or service. It's about establishing real, meaningful connections. One thing I've learned on this entrepreneurial journey is the undeniable impact of storytelling. People connect with stories, with authenticity. Podcast gives us the canvas to share our journey, the triumphs, the struggles, and the lessons learned. It's ingrained in our DNA. It's how we pass down knowledge, share our history, and connect with one another. In podcasting, we have the privilege to be the narrators of our own stories. It's a raw and unfiltered space where we can be genuine and the authenticity resonates with our audience. In a world saturated with polished content, podcasting stands out as a realm where authenticity reigns. It's about sharing the highs and lows, the victories and defeats, creating a tapestry of experiences that resonate with our audience on a personal level. It's not just about the success. It's about the journey. As entrepreneurs, we're not just building businesses. We're sculpting brands with character and soul. Podcasting is the artisan's tool that lets us craft a brand that goes beyond products or services. It's about values, the mission, and the personality behind the brand. Podcasting allows us to amplify our brand's voice and share its essence with the world. While a business might be transactional, a brand is emotional. Podcasting in its auditory richness allows us to infuse our brand with personality. It's about resonating with our audience on a deeper level, about creating a brand that feels like a trusted companion on their journey. Podcasting isn't a solo endeavor. It's a symphony of voices, whether through inviting guests or collaborating with others. It's a community, a community that opens doors to new relationships and opportunities. The networking aspect of podcasting is invaluable. It's a chance to learn, share and grow together. Through the airwaves, we connect with fellow entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts. It's a virtual roundtable where ideas collide and experiences intertwine. The collaborations that spring from podcasting aren't just professional, they're the birth of a community. At the heart of every entrepreneur is the spirit of an educator. Podcasting is our classroom where knowledge flows freely. It's about sharing insights, industry wisdom, and practical advice, creating a dialogue that enriches not just our business, but the minds of our audience. Education isn't a one-way street. It's a two-way street of learning and teaching. Through the magic of podcasting, we engage in a continuous exchange of ideas. It's about empowering our listeners with the tools they need, and in turn, they enrich our understanding of their needs and aspirations. Podcasting aligns perfectly with the entrepreneurial mindset, adaptability, and creativity. It's the canvas where we paint our ideas, where we experiment with different formats, explore new topics, and stay ahead of trends. The flexibility it offers keeps our content fresh, engaging, and relevant. Adaptability is our compass, and creativity is our fuel. Podcasting allows us to pivot when needed, to explore new topics, and to resonate with our audience in a way that's both authentic and on the pulse of what matters in our ever-evolving landscape. So you see, podcasting, it's not just me being behind the mic and talking to you. 
It's deeper for me. That's why I'm so passionate about it. It gives me a platform to talk about things that matter to me, that may matter to you. And the best way to do that, I feel, is through podcasting. Because with podcasting, at least the way I do it, it's unscripted. I'm just sitting here talking. just happen to be recording while I'm doing so. I'm not carrying out a narrative of somebody else. I'm not sponsored. I'm not having to say what other people are wanting me to say. I can word it how I want to word it. I can talk about the things that I want to talk about. I'm not dictated. And the freedom that comes with that, the freedom to be able to do it as often as I want to and to have this platform is unparalleled to pretty much anything. So I want to dive in for just a little bit about some of the rituals that I have in prepping and getting ready to do an episode. And there's not many. I don't go to the extreme that some people do and wear certain clothes or make sure I'm meditating and all those things. And those things are great. If that works for you, then by all means, do it. Do it every day and do it to the best of your ability. But those aren't really things that I find necessary for me to create the content that I want to create. I will say that the first five episodes that I did back in March, I believe, is when I started this particular podcast. They consisted of ways to help you relax. I decided to do those because I needed ways to help me relax because I had a lot of things going on. And what better way to kind of point the finger back at myself than to hold myself accountable by creating a podcast that told other people what I needed. And I'm sure that hopefully it helped those who have listened to it. So we're just going to dive in uh, on a few of the rituals that I have. So I just wear what's comfortable as far as clothing. I don't have anything specific. Now, back when I performed with one of my group's Lifeline, I did have, I guess, costume wear. It was regular clothes, but I didn't wear them anywhere except to perform in. It was just a vibe that I wanted to uh, give out. And I don't really feel the need to have to give off that kind of vibe or any specific kind of vibe, really, uh, when I'm podcasting. So I don't wear anything special to do this. I don't have like a lucky shirt like Michael Jordan wore his uh, shorts from his North Carolina basketball days under his Bulls uniform as a way of uh, wishing himself good luck. Uh, I don't have any superstitions or anything like that that I have to fulfill or carry out to do this. Um, I will say that I do dress comfortable. Sometimes I'm in here recording one to two hours and then, you know, possibly the same or longer to even do the editing. While my podcast itself uh, isn't script. There are times that I want to emphasize something maybe a little bit differently than the way I just said it. So, you know, I'll cut that and have to re-record. And so there are little nuances that I deal with uh, in that regard. But comfort's the biggest thing. You know, I want to be comfortable when I do this because, like I said, I'm sitting in here in a chair for hours and I just don't want to be fidgety. I'd rather just relax and do what comes natural because I think that's going to come across better on the recording. As a longtime vocalist, I have spent many years using my voice for different things, and I've learned when there are times it's good for me to record, and I have learned when there are times that isn't so good for me to record. If I want to be very loud and boisterous and deep, then I need to record early in the mornings when my voice is at its lowest. If I want to be more energetic and bright and chipper and just kind of my normal speaking voice midday to mid-afternoon. This probably works best. 
I kind of want to relax and just depending on the topic I'm talking about, if I kind of want it to be more chill, such as the relaxation episodes or a spa type environment or something like that, then, you know, I can do that in the evening when my voice is kind of tired and it's getting a little softer and you just kind of learn yourself. And I think podcasting, again, I didn't intend on saying this, but podcasting is a great medium to learn how your voice works and when it works best. But also as a vocalist, uh, I've dealt with uh, dysphoria. Singing all my life has, uh, I guess, over time somewhat weakened my vocal cords and I do tend to get hoarse very easily. As a result, I kind of have to record in spurts at times uh, in between my voice sounding raspy. I have found it comforting to drink or at least sip on some, you know, hot tea, maybe some uh, lemon juice occasionally just to kind of clear any mucus or phlegm or anything going on in my throat. Clear that out. That certainly helps. That's kind of become somewhat of a ritual, I guess you could say. But again, it's all about just learning your body, learning what works for you and what doesn't work for you in every facet, not just what you drink or, you know, when your voice works best. Some of the things I do to plan for an episode, the biggest thing I do is I think of a topic and before I even determine what I'm going to talk about, oh, let me rephrase that. Before I actually start picking out how I want to word things and what I'm actually going to discuss about said topic, I start thinking about the artwork. It comes with years of graphic design background. I did the same thing when I sang with my group Lifeline. When we would decide to record an album, you know, I would immediately start thinking of ideas of what I wanted that to look like and what vibe I wanted people to feel when they saw the cover. Let me tell you why. So imagine, if you will, you are in a store. I guess it would probably still be like um, Walmart now still has a few of them. But years ago, Walmart certainly was a, a big seller of like music. They had CDs, cassettes. I think they still have some of that now, but everything's kind of went streaming with all these platforms like uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. And same thing with our movies, but that's another episode for another time. But imagine, if you will, you're looking at all the albums and you're trying to find your you know, favorite band and see you know, what their new album is. But you come across one that you have never heard of, and it's in the same section as the band that you like. So, you know, it's probably something that you would really enjoy, but you've never heard of them and you don't want to drop 20 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever it is on an album that you've never even heard of the band or anything like that. So what do you do? Do you just bypass it and not give it a chance or do you pick it up? Check out the songs. Okay, let's say you do pick it up. What made you pick it up other than curiosity? Chances are, if I had to guess, it would probably be the inviting artwork or there was something about the design that just hit you just right. And you're like, man, that looks cool. And then you pick it up. Then you turn it over. Then you look at the songs. But before you even got to look at the songs, before you really even got to probably know the band's name, because sometimes that's really small on the labels, something compelled you to pick up that album just by looking at it. And that's always been my approach to when I do graphic design. Not so much with like my t-shirts and things like that, because I mean, people's going to buy a t-shirt regardless if they want a t-shirt. But if they've never heard of an artist and never heard of a specific, you know, song by that artist, then something has to entice them to actually pick it up. And that's where I feel graphic design stands out. 
their job as a designer is to motivate you or convince you that you are in that moment visually stimulated enough to pick this object up, whatever it may be, and focus on it and look at it. And that's where I have spent a lot of my time is in doing graphics like that trying to persuade you to spend time looking at something that you might not have even picked up otherwise. I mean, let's face it, if it was just a a box or a package with just a brown or white color with a little small name on it, are you going to pick it up? I mean, or does it look like any other box that you get or that you see? There's nothing fancy about it. Nothing's going to entice you to do that. But let's say you take that same box or object and you splash color all over it and you do this uh, very inviting or engaging uh, font and design aspects all over the place, then it's probably going to pique your curiosity at least and you're going to pick it up to look at it. And that's going to lead to the next step and the next and the next. But something had to cause you to pick it up. So when I design artwork for a podcast, I approach it the same way. If someone has never heard of me, and I'm sure there are plenty that haven't heard of me, Because doing this whole four-part series actually has taken me out of my element a little bit. Not so much the element of recording, I love doing that, but just talking about myself and just really becoming a little raw uh, and opening myself up this way. I'm kind of a private person, and so this is unique to me. So, But looking at you know podcast art, if someone has never heard of me or heard of a podcast that I'm a part of, then most likely they haven't listened to it, right? So if they haven't listened to it and they haven't heard of me, what's going to make them do that? What's going to make them click on my podcast to listen? Sure, it may randomly show up in their feed. They're not necessarily searching me out if they don't even know who I am. But that illustrates my point even more. If it just randomly shows up in your feed and you didn't search that out, what's going to make you click on it? Well, sure, the niche that they're involved in or that it's about, the topic perhaps if you just see a specific episode. But most of the time, I would venture to guess that it's going to be some sort of inviting or compelling artwork that causes you to click on it. And then you'll just like you would on an album, you'll flip it over, read the songs. In this case, you'll read the podcast description. If it sounds exciting and invigorating and you're curious about it, then you're going to start clicking down into the episodes and read their description. And then maybe even read the description before you listen to an episode. Whatever the case may be, something initially caused you to actually click on that episode or the podcast in general. And that's where I feel the artwork is super important. A lot of people just throw up some random stuff and that's fine if that's the vibe that they you know want to go for. There's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like it's really important to focus on the artwork just because it gives you that visual stimulant. It gives you that You're connecting with your audience before they've even heard you. You may have an awful voice, but they may still listen because you reeled them in with that compelling artwork that you did. And you may not be a designer, and that's okay because there's people like me that will be happy to do that for you or give you some guidance uh, or someone in your area. You don't have to know how to do it just to have a podcast. Certainly don't let that stop you uh, from starting a podcast if that's something you wish to pursue. But I usually take my topic and then I start thinking about the artwork and thinking which direction that I want to carry that specific episode. Because with this podcast, I do cover art for every single episode. With the other two podcasts I'm involved in, the one with my friend Johnny, where we talk about the history of the hymns, I do different artwork for those episodes too, but it's pretty much the same. I just changed the song title. So I don't really feel like it's any different other than the title. 
the one I do with Leanne, we just have the regular podcast art and it applies to all the episodes as well. We don't do anything individual other than just the topics, of course. But as far as the artwork, we just have the one right now and that works for us. It's what we like. But you can carry an episode so many different directions just by the artwork. Depending on what your topic is, is going to kind of or should kind of determine what your artwork is. If I'm going to talk about a relaxing day at the spa and things that you can do to help meditation and help you relax at home, then I'm probably not going to throw up a bright red cover art or hot pink with neon colors and stuff like that, just because it kind of contradicts what the whole serene feeling I'm going for is. Now, the first five episodes that I did about relaxation, you're probably going to say, well, you have neon on those. And I do, but I didn't know exactly where I was taking the podcast at the time. And it's pretty much just kind of like a neon sign. You know, I've just got the title and that's pretty much it. Like I didn't, I think it's a black background with neon green, something like that, or maybe neon blue, but I don't think it's too crazy. But had I had it to do over again, I would probably have addressed it a little bit differently. Case in point, The cover art for this four-part series, pretty much just a gradient background that I used in the photo, Uh, and it's just me sitting on a chair. Very simple, and I kind of let the image speak about the name of the series. It's called Unmasked. There doesn't need to be anything wild and crazy going on on the cover. It just needs to be raw, like it's me in a chair. I'm literally fixing to unmask myself for my listeners to hear The one I did a week or so ago, Podcasting 101, you know, it's kind of inspired by the Brady Bunch. Blue background, individual boxes, but rather than it be pictures of all their kids, of course, um, then I did the different, several different aspects involved in the art of podcasting. Things that you would visually recognize and relate to podcasting. So I just try to take elements and kind of just make it flow with what I'm, you know, going to discuss. I could spend all day talking about graphics, but that's probably enough for you to at least understand why I put so much of an emphasis on them. Bottom line, if you've never heard of me, something's got to make you click on me. That's where the graphics come into play. Another thing that I have found myself doing as I've gotten deeper and deeper into this world of podcasting is just kind of bouncing ideas off other people. You know, I may come up with a topic, but then, you know, I start branching off into subtopics and things like that and just see what other people think, see their initial reaction. You know, if they seem excited, then I'll pursue it further. If they seem kind of, well, yeah, that might be okay, but not really interested, then I might do an episode on it just because it's something that I'm interested in, but I probably won't go down that rabbit hole because if it doesn't resonate well with people, then it's not going to get a lot of downloads. And while that's not ultimately my goal is to get tons of downloads, I just want to create content. If you choose to like it or not like it, it's certainly up to you. But you want people to like what you put out enough to at least listen to it. Or even if it's not something that they actually like, they may have friends or relatives or what have you that would really be into that topic and you would want them to pass that information along, right? But if they're not even into it, then they might not do that. So you kind of have to keep that in mind. Not saying that they're going to dictate what you do. So don't misconstrue what I'm trying to get at. This is an avenue. This is a platform of freedom. You can talk about what you want. You can make it as long or as short as you want. There's really no rules, rhyme, or reason. 
just be moral, just be a good person. Like, don't get on here and slander people, obviously. But also don't let other people dictate what you're going to talk about. You become a sellout at that point. Nobody wants to be a sellout to anybody. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this short but informative episode. Um, Certainly next week's will be a little more in depth because I will be talking about my life's soundtrack and also my book confessions. Basically, I'm going to talk about a lot of music that has influenced and inspired me over my years and also books that have stuck out over my life. And one in particular I'm going to mention that I feel actually saved my life. So stay tuned for that. But until next time, be safe, have fun and enjoy the ride.